Welcome to the Last Boy Scouts Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts. I'm Danny. And I'm Tyler. We also have the special guest Braxton. He's still in town. So uh, Tyler and I both thought that we would just have him on here and uh, have his piece of uh, conversation. We're just going to have a conversation today. Yeah. We're going to recover, recap last week's episode, Boys and Sex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is a, this is a, this show for men by men. And so like, why not take every opportunity to bring in other perspectives? Right. Sure. I think that's, what's unique about, uh, us as men is that we can, maybe we don't, we can disagree. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe this is just our jujitsu perspective, right? Sure. It doesn't matter your opinion, your political affiliation. When we meet on the mat, like we're all equals we're all in equal. a sense, or there's like a, at least there's a pecking order. Right? Yeah. Like, you, the belt decides, yeah. like who gets to say whatever they want to say, right? And do whatever. And, and and sometimes the belts like run the room, run the yeah. mat, and yep. you know that like there is a pecking order. But yeah. when you have this uh, this group that we had, this this we had Braxton and Roman last weekend, yeah. and Tyler and I's perspective, which was different than um, Braxton and I, we we did have. He showed me. What he what they were talking about with the Snapchat and the OnlyFans, and he was like, "Dad, this is exactly what I mean, right?" Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had a random quick ad, and I was like, "If I had accepted, nothing would have happened within like the two to three hours after." But sort of af- down the line, she would have said, right. "Hey, right. here's my nudes," or "Hey, right. subscribe to this." Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> so weird. That's crazy because the funny thing happened. Like, I'm not on Snapchat, but I got one of those, and it was from a a, a lady here in Utah, offering offering massage services. <laughs> like, this is sad. This is this is sad. Like, this is where this is where we get stuck and where we, we get, get lost. Stuck. Yeah, especially because I don't know very much about it, and I was even telling Braxton, I was like, "No way. This is come on. This cannot be like that." And he's like, "No, Dad. Seriously. Like," and I almost in my old school thought was like, accept her as a friend. Let's see what happens. See what happens. You know, like, yeah, let her show us. Right. But then I was like, no, I gotta be a, it, it's, it's weird to me because I, I, I don't understand it enough where I would get, I, I feel like I'd get myself into trouble for sure. It's just, it's just a way, it's just a path to go down that, that synthesizes, you know, connection. Yeah. Right. And if you're lonely and you spend most of your life playing video games or watching TV, like you're not building that connection. Right. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a cheap way to, to, to fake intimacy. Right. Yeah. And, and so uh, those men that get caught in those traps, like I, I feel sad for them. Right. I, and because they're not fulfilling their potential. Right. Right. They don't know um, how, how beautiful it is to have those conversations, right. to be involved in a relationship with a woman, to, to connect on that level where you're actually like building something. And, and until you've had children, Braxton, sorry, you probably, you may not even get this. Like <laughs> there is like, there is a, there's a beauty in the, in the connection you yeah. have with your partner as you go through that, that process. It's, it's almost godlike where sure. you're bringing, you're bringing life into this world. And, and, you know, it, you, you, we fake that. And yeah. it's, it's not the same. Well, and, and we don't want, like we told Braxton this week, he has a responsibility to have at least four to five to six children because our lineage, that's how you, that's how your lineage comes off. And, and it was, yeah. it was really funny. Like Misty and I was, were telling him, but here Misty and I only have two kids. Right. And he was like, well, <laughs> he said, well, my pretend 
wife who I'm going to convince to have six kids. That's what he said today. <laughs> we I did indeed. Yeah. Huh? It, it, it's interesting. It's, it's such a weird world that we're living in. And that's what we were, uh, um, when we were talking, um, we had, we had a really good day today. We went to the lake today. Yeah. Um, the, our, our little jujitsu group that we hang out with went to the lake today and, yeah. and we had a person that was there that was like, this is so cool to watch how you guys interact. Yeah. And it's all, it, it really is like, we're a family, like we're a small family. We're this small group, a small tribe inside of the tribe that we're, our small academy is, and our children are a part of that. Our, our, our loved ones are a part of that. And then you can bring friends in and they feel like it's, they're just right at it. home. They right? feel like they're yeah. part of it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And then next thing you know, they're, they're kicking your butt. On they're, the mat. they're on the mat. Yeah. yeah. And that's what you want. That's what, that's the thing that you're hoping for. That's the, the goal that we want. And so, um, today we're just going to converse. We're going to, we're going to talk about, um, June being men's mental health month. And I thought it was pride month. Yeah, it always gets taken away. I mean, I'm sorry, that was kind of an underhanded comment, but like, you know, men is 50% of the population. (laughs) (laughs) And we're supposed to be tough, right? And we're supposed to be tough and and they want us to be, you know, they want us to change, but we'll give us our damn month back. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Don't take it away from us. (laughs) And uh, Braxton was telling me a little bit about like um, some of the things that he has to deal with, with the, um, with the military guys. And they're 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 told from a very early on in their stage like you don't complain you just go about it and you don't and you and you keep your mouth shut you know you 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 go the business you you do the business you know right and um when you talk about men's wait so that so back up from a context of like when you're on deployment when you're you're working up things you just you're just supposed to compartmentalize it yeah absolutely so on a deployment you're on a 24-hour shift yeah and and not every mos or job is like that sure. but there's always shifts work or something like that you have what you can deal with in reality mm-hmm. and what you have to worry about with what's going on yeah in iran or wherever else syria mm-hmm. um so you have to take it in segments and you're like okay what can i handle today yeah what can we accomplish today while still maintaining mission okay and nine times out of ten they're gonna send you to behavioral health Mm. and oh it's so bad behavioral health it just sounds condescending yeah 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 um really it's actually if it's used properly kind of like the sharp program yeah you can actually get a lot out of it Right. But yeah, you it's, just, it's just marketed really, right. really poorly. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. Right. Nobody wants to deal with, with, um, you know, mental health issues, nobody. And then there's something to that, right? Like mental health issues stay with you for a long time. So if there's a diagnosis and I'm not a, a, a clinician and I'm not, you know, I don't have the ability to diagnose anyone, but I've done my research as I've struggled with my own, you know, kind of emotions and thoughts and, um, you know, there's a reason that like 95% of narcissists, what we can consider people that are narcissistic won't submit for treatment, right? They don't want that diagnosis to stay with them. They don't want to become part of a, a, a health system that in, in this country, at least is, is fairly broken, right? Absolutely. Cause it could impact your job. Yeah. The other problem that we suffer when we go on a deployment or overseas or anything like that is everything that's going on with us is seven hours behind what's actually happening. 
So when it's midnight back or over in the Middle East, right. what's happening is back during the day where they're awake and everybody's kind of alive and whereas I'm asleep or I'm trying to sleep and I'm having to force myself out of my sleep when I'm about to go and take a shift mm -hmm. to deal with something that's going on back home that I don't have an option to do because I'm 7,000 miles away yeah. and my support is the people that I'm around, but everybody has their own thing and it's, it's very, very, very toxic environment. Yeah. It's hard to prioritize and execute when you're, you've got, you know, your personal life back home, you've got your work life that's currently in front of you, but you also have work issues that are yeah. potentially back at, at your original, you know, wherever you're stationed, normally is, is that what i'm understanding and yeah. let's say let's say honestly like what if it's not work issues what if it's like family issues what yeah. if it's and and just simplized what if it's like a girlfriend yeah what if it's like oh, a wife something like a, a wife right right yeah. and now you're having to deal with these things as you're so far away yeah and it's not real time and so even for our veterans and our military men there's no real help because your mission is to be able to compartmentalize what's happening now, what you can deal with right now, and what you can maybe put away and deal with later, right? And so in, in the military sense, the men's mental health is so far because you're, you're expected to be this tough person. You're expected to be a warrior and your support group is the people around you, like Braxton saying, the people around you. And now all of a sudden, everybody's like, well, I can't help you with your stuff because I'm dealing with my own stuff. Yeah. And we deal with that all the time. Men deal with that all the time. You're yeah. supposed to go to work. You're supposed to put whatever's going on at home in the compartment where you can deal with it later. And you deal with work and you you focus on work. Right. And you're taught that from a very young age. It's okay. Like, it's still going to be there today. Still going to be there tomorrow. Sure. And right now, you need to work. You need to yeah. put it away. Yeah. And, and I mean, I think some some of that has to do with how our brains function, right? Like, we don't function in, a, in what we call task switching very well. We lose processing power in, right. in modern day computing, right? Like, we have these computers that they can handle task switching very well because it can allocate memory you know, from one application to another application, our brains, which are, you know, the basis of computing, they don't do that very well. We tend to get very flustered. Mm -hmm. And so how do we as other men, how do we show up? How do we yeah. break this cycle? And how do we show up uh, for, for each other? And how do you address it so that you're not, you don't feel like the person's just putting you off? Right. Or, right. The, or the fact that like, what if, what if I don't feel like your problem is as, as as important as Braxton, right? And I'm like, well, you can deal with that. Braxton can't deal with this. And I don't know how many times Braxton has called me and said, "I'm on another suicide watch, Dad. I'm on another suicide watch right now." And I'm thinking, I've never dealt with that in my. I've never dealt with that yeah. ever. And he's been on multiple suicide watches. You're talking with a man who has decided that the only thing left to do in his life is to take his own life, right? And so when we talk about that, we, I, I have to not only help Braxton com compartmentalize the fact that he's helping this person, right? And 
we're going to get this, we're going to get this man through it. Can we, can we touch on like, what does that actually mean? Like, what are you, I mean, as safe as you feel like sharing, like, what does that mean for somebody that has to be on a suicide watch for, for somebody else? So again, it's another army program. Mm-hmm. It's called ACE. Ask, uh, I can't remember what the C and the E stand for care and escort. I think it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And so basically if someone comes to you and says, I'm going to kill myself immediately, you're not allowed to leave that person alone until you find someone else or you get the medical help. You are immediately not allowed to let them be by themselves whatsoever. So then you sit there and you call the battalion chaplain, which is the religious, whatever they practice, right? They come and they give you advice and they talk to this person. And then on top of that, they get escorted to the hospital mm. where they are undergoing their seeing a psychologist or anything like that. It's a little different on a deployment because we're in an austerior kind of environment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you, you sit there. And then they, what they do is they rotate people through and you... Basically a babysitter. Right. You sit there for however long. Sometimes it's two hours. Sometimes it's six hours. And you just never leave the person. The only time that they let you leave them is when they go with a uh, care provider. Yeah. So, I mean, what this shows me is, right, is life is inconsistent Mm -hmm. and unpredictable. Absolutely. Which leads to stress way back and and our ability to to manage stress and this is not gender specific this is everybody sure right our our level our ability to manage stress you know really has to do with our the, the capacity of our nervous system sure and if you are untrained how to recognize if you are untrained how to feel if you're told to put those feelings aside if you're told to not feel those feelings you live inside of the stress and so you have a build build up of cortisol Mm-hmm. Right. And, and, and so, you know, where do we, where do we lead ourselves as men? Yeah. What can we do? Yeah. Right? And if you don't have a support system that like, let's say Braxton wasn't taught to call the person that who, who he trusts the most, the most. Right. right? And we touched on this with the father. Mm-hmm. We touched on this, the side before of like how yeah. Tyler and I ourselves strive. We strive hard to be our children's pillows. Now, sometimes we have right. to be the hand, but we really want to be our children's pillows where when our p- children are stressed, our children are scared, they're nervous, they come to us and they feel like our dads are going to know exactly what we're going through and mm-hmm. they're going to be okay because I've never dealt with it, right? Right. So, all of that cortisol, all of those emotions, all of that stress that Braxton's under, that I'm watching him um, with a young man or a, or a young person under... I'm trusting that what I've taught him, he's going to be able to now employ and, and, and use. Right. Yeah. And so what do we do? How as men, how as um, parents, as, as guidance, as, as sorry, as gar- guardians and people that guide these young souls, how do we, how do we teach them? How do we talk to them? You're scared, you're nervous, you're mm-hmm. frustrated, you're tired. And you can't do it yourself. Like, yeah, I can't be there with him. I can't hold his hand. Yeah. I think though, for the first thing is one, recognize, recognize your ability and your capacity to help. Right. We are, for sure. you know, we are not psychiatrists. We're not, not everybody's a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Right. So if we, we, if we, you know, 
end up trying to help, we may just be absorbing that energy, right? So know when to suggest that somebody gets help. Mm -hmm. Know how to lead them. Know where to to point them, which direction to point them in, right? In your case, you luckily you have, you know, there's a system in place. You can say, hey, hit this service. Like, Absolutely. I'm here for you. When you get out, let me know. Yeah. Like you, all the, this, at that point, all you can be is a friend, right? Because sure. it starts right there. Yep. It starts right there. If If somebody else knows that they have somebody else that cares about them, even just on a, a limited capacity. And you may, you may hate it. You may be like, this jackass just woke me up at <laughs> two in the morning. Yeah, he's told, yeah. Right? Like, and it's exhausting. Absolutely. And it, you, you feel yourself building that stress. What are the signs that you look for, right? What are the signs that you look for to, um, to make that recommendation and to pass off somebody to a mental health professional. Mm. The, it, it's, it's fairly easy, right? Their capacity to handle the stress, right? Where, like, on a spectrum of, of um, you know, you've got Bruce Banner. He's the, he's the Hulk before the Hulk, right? right. He's just this kind of normal guy. Uh, to, to the Hulk, right? That's the spectrum you're looking on. Is this person acting like Bruce Banner would act? Or is this person freaking out? Are they panicked? Are they, is there, are they breathing heavily? Like, you know, look at the spectrum and, and that is going to be the spectrum to, that, that you can actually handle. If they're, if they're calm, if they're collected, they may be down, right? You can, you can start, you know, just talking to them. But if they are, if they're irrational, you know, you, you may need to, you may need to suggest that, Hey, we, we've got to get more help than I can provide. For do you, sure. Do you ask them about their support system? Do you ask them like what their support system is like. Cause I know, cause I mean, I personally know what your support right, system is right. and we have the, you and I have these conversations yeah. where we, where sometimes I tell you, I'm just going to listen. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to say anything, which has gotten us. It's been a while for us to get to that point. Right. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So they actually give classes on, oh, cool. on ACE and everything like that. And, um, a lot of times they'll do role play because people don't know what to do. And it's mm -hmm. extremely uncomfortable to ask somebody, are you going to kill yourself? Are you thinking of having, or are you having thoughts of killing yourself? Mm -hmm. Are you having any kind, are you having thoughts of hurting somebody else? And it, it makes people uncomfortable because it's, it's, it's so frowned upon in society nowadays because it is a very big thing and it has a huge percentage in our population of people who want to kill themselves or harm themselves or seek that kind of attention when really all they want is somebody that just cares. And so, yeah, you, you will ask them, um, all kinds of who, who's your support? Where's your support at? What, what do you have? Okay. What do you need? And then ultimately are, are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going to, yeah. are you going to kill yourself? Yeah. Are you having thoughts of killing yourself? Have you had a plan? When's the last time you had a plan? Um, and, and it, may, it makes people very uncomfortable, even in the, just the classroom environment, when you're not even remotely near anybody that may want to kill themselves, mm -hmm. having people put you on the spot and being like, you need to ask this person, are they going to kill themselves? You're like, okay, this is, yeah. it's very heavy work and it's very heavy to be like, okay. What yeah, I, I don't, do? I mean, I don't know anyone who has dealt with a suicide in the family that hasn't felt the heaviness of, of that as well. Right. Like, yeah, so, absolutely. you know, it, 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 the uncomfortable as uncomfortable as the training is like you have to kind of be thankful like if you just help just one person just one person or that yeah. person that you're you're working with helps one person get out of your comfort zone exactly right. we always talk about it was braxton because i personally know he's helped mul not just one person multiple people multiple men multiple military men 
through a suicide watch or a fact that they said that they were going to harm themselves. And so I don't, I've never experienced that, but I'm always like, he's a superhero. Yeah, He literally is a superhero in my eyes because he's helped people. He has such a soft uh, support system, right? He has you guys. He yeah. has the Academy. He has his parents. He has mm-hmm. all this support system, but not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. And he can be somebody that goes, Hey man, these are the things that I do. These are the, this is the, this is the system that I go down. Then the fact that Tyler and I are imploring people to, to reach out, to talk, to help, to, if you have questions, find us, but then you know that we're doing, we're doing something correct. Right. 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 I, I know like in, in even other terms, I know like, and I, and I don't mean to call out what, what your, your, your situation, but I know your children turn to you. I yeah. know they turn to you. And, yeah. I, and when we talk about it, I'm always like, yeah, that's, this is what you want. You want your children to turn to you. You want them yeah. to look to you and be like, this is what I need. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm okay telling you this. And they don't always have that in every, yeah. every scenario. Family, every, every family is a little bit different. That's funny. I was, yeah, I've, I've definitely recognized that. And one of the things that I, I personally go through a checklist is, is somebody choking, somebody drowning, Right. Somebody on fire. <laughs> yeah. Like, are they bleeding profusely? Yeah. Like that helps me just kind of calm myself down. Right. And fall back into myself. Okay. There's the initial panic of the scream or the fight or the, the, the wailing or, 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 you know, the little nitpicking of kids that, that gets on your nerves and you have to just say, okay, is somebody choking? Is somebody yep. drowning? You know what I mean? Like, and just find a way to calm your nervous system, to expand the capacity to, to handle that stuff. And to help that person and help to help because what we're the, the three of us and, and our, and our friends are trying to do is just raise awareness that men go through struggles. Mm-hmm. Men have situations, men have problems. And while our sisters and our, our significant others and, and the women in our lives, they have their own situations. We just as men are only, we're not trying to exclude them. We're just saying that, we're here for them. We'll, we'll help you. It's just that men process things differently. Men don't look at it the same way. We, when we struggle sometimes, like we really struggle. And sometimes it can be like full on mental inside. I'm only thinking of myself and, and what I'm going through. And if you were looking at it from another perspective, you'd be like, what is he? Why are you so, your life is amazing. Why are you so upset? And it's just that I'm stuck in my own turmoil. Yeah. I'm stuck in my own downside of my central nervous system. And right. I, I'm not right. at the middle line. I'm underneath. Yep. And I'm struggling. Yeah. I'm struggling to get back to the top. Yeah. Are you drowning? Are you drowning? Are you drowning? And, and, I mean, in a sense, it's not the physical yeah, drowning in water that, that you would expect. But yeah, you're kind of drowning in your own emotion. You're yeah. wallowing, right? And we, you know, we need to break those patterns through through behavior, of the change in behavior. Yeah. Right, the changing our behavior, changing our actions, right. is is how we train our brain to move above and beyond, to refocus its energy. Right, otherwise our our brain will will say things like, "Oh, well, you you know you like to fix things. Well, let me give you some more things to fix." Right, <laughs> yeah. and you're, next thing you know, you're getting bombarded with all of your your uh, you, you know all of these problems that that your brain is kind of just you know thinking up. It's okay to have thoughts, but those mm. you're not your thoughts. And and I, and I would say that, like, especially the three of us, we 
know how to play out the scenario in our heads before the scenario even finishes playing out. Sure. Like we've went through the, the, I can't remember how you call it, the chaos part, the, the chaos, the, the, the catastrophic. Oh yeah. The catastrophic, the catastrophic implore and implosion. Tyler tells me this all the time. You've catastrophically, I'm going to say that wrong. (laughs) It's okay. Catastrophically already played out the worst case scenario. Right. Whenever I'm talking to Tyler or, or even like sometimes Braxton and I, He's like, you've already had this, the worst case scenario in your head. Right. The worst case scenario is already played out in your head. Right. And when you, and when you understand that and you reframe, right, worst case scenario, you can mitigate for it. You can. Right. You can say, okay, well, it hasn't happened yet. So how do I go about mitigating it? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it happens a lot in the military too. Um, just because of people being away from everything. And then the all, like the, I was telling, I can't remember who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Preston about how the military's schedule is just not a set schedule. It's always changing. And so people can't adapt to it. Mm. And so they automatically, they're like, you get a call and you're like, Hey, you're going to the field. Catastrophically. Like, Oh man, (laughs) I have all these plans. I have all these plans that now I have to adjust or you're on an um, immediate reaction force. And that's where you sit and you're, you can't go outside of 50 miles. You can't do this. You can't do that because in a moment's notice, you have 48 hours to be overseas. Yeah. In a way we kind of need to start reclassifying like what is a true catastrophe. Right. Right. Like to me, when I think of a catastrophe, I think of like nine 11 or mm-hmm. like a school yeah. shooting, right? Like it impacts thousands of people or hundreds of people or multiple people. Right. Yeah. Whereas, like it, that you know, that sounds like an inconvenience of the job. The right. job you've Absolutely, chosen, right? like you chose that job, and inconveniently, they've you know, that's the same thing as hitting traffic for those of us who aren't in the military. Right? right. Like, Absolutely, <laughs> with your top off. <laughs> right, with your top off, and it's raining outside. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. So just so we're clear, so our friend, our friends, and our family, the the watches, we were uh, coming home from the lake today, and. We're in our Jeep with our enclosure and, and my Jeep top comes off, but we didn't take it off. And all we thought about giggling and laughing was is Tyler, we could see him ahead of us and his top <laughs> is off. And we were like, and so I'm like, Tyler, how's everything? And he's like, it's amazing. This is the greatest thing ever. It's not trailing. Right. I posted in my stories that like, I could have really seen it as bad, like, oh, this traffic, right? Traffic on 40 was terrible. And I said, you know what? I actually needed a shower. Yeah. And I could see people snickering as me, at me as I drove, <laughs> drove by, like kind of laughing at me. And I'm like, you know, it's built to get wet. Yeah. I didn't know it was going to rain. So reframing, reframing. looking at things. Um, we, uh, we ourselves, um, you know, our little group of uh, jujitsu people that we talk to, we always look at it with happy eyes. We always yeah. look at it with star- sparkly eyes. Um, when you're looking for something and you're, you're, you know, we're talking about these, these catastrophic in your brain, these things that are just like, they're catastrophic. And you can see the, the worst case scenario of them. Maybe look at them with eyes of what's the best that can come out of this. What am I learning from this? And, um, you know, we, we all go through struggles. We all have these really, really hard and down times that we're going through. But like we talked about before, Somebody on this little tiny rock loves you. Yeah. Somebody really is going to be sad. Somebody's really going to be hurt if you choose to take that that mm-hmm. that final destination. That final. I, I don't. I can't be here anymore. Yeah. I'm not going to be here anymore. Um. You know, 
somebody loves you. Somebody wants you here. And all we're doing is imploring you to, to really ask, ask for help, ask for help, at, reach out, reach out to somebody and be yeah. like, Hey, I, I'm struggling. And if you're not uncomfortable, and if you're uncomfortable with that, then find a support group that you find comfort yeah. and solace. Yeah. You know, there's the, there's the national suicide hotline. Yeah. Um, we can look that number up here as we, as we, you know, conclude, go through the rest of the podcast and make sure we, we distribute that number. Cause yeah. if you don't know about it, you should know about it. Um, you know, I've, I've been blessed. I feel like I've had a lot of, um, I haven't had the smoothest seas when it comes to, you know, my life choices, but sure. you know, smooth seas never made a good captain. <laughs> True. Right. Yeah. So, um, you, you know, I, I feel blessed and, pre- and prepared that I've, I've done, uh, I've been able to accomplish a lot with, with the situations that I've oftentimes put myself in sure. because if I take ownership of those things, um, I also can take ownership of, uh, of the ability to get out of those things. And I love the, the, the concept of reframing specifically from a jujitsu perspective, right? We have frames in jujitsu and they help us stay safe. Right. And when we want to change or increase our position to get into a better position, what do we use? We always use those frames to, we, we, we always use the frame to help us gain some space to redirect energy. Right. And, 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 and ideally create a better position, for create a better position. Right. And it's us doing the work. Yep. It's not what the partner is doing. It's not what's happening to you. It's us doing the work. And, and it's the same thing to change our perspective. Yes. It's often a mental, a mental uh, workload that you've got to work through, sure. right? It's it's hard to change a brain pattern, but it's it starts simply create a little space, detach, and gain some perspective. Mm-hmm. As soon as you have that perspective, you can say, okay, how can I re? Is anybody you know drowning, choking around fire? How do I how do I reattack this problem? Right. How do I go about solving this problem? Braxton would bring Braxton brought into our family. I think I've talked about this before. Um, he he said. Okay, we're going to give a certain time limit to the to what you're upset about. We're going to give you're going to give some some time to that. You're going to give like uh, twenty five, minutes. Twenty minutes. Yeah, we're going to give a time limit to it, and then that's it. That's all you have. That's all you have to give to that. Then you're going to find something that you're happy about. Yeah. In that you, twenty minutes, you're going to bitch. You're going to complain. You're going to cry. You're going to be upset. Whatever you got, and then after the twenty minutes, you're like, all right, this is what I'm going to do going forward. This is my plan of action. I'm going to do what I got to do to to get to where I need to be. Because yeah. at the end of the day, whatever whatever has happened has already happened. And we can't control what's going to happen besides what's going on right now. Yeah. So it just doesn't make any sense to hold on to it any longer than 20 to 25 minutes. That's that's funny. I remember this uh, the saying from my mission when I served my Mormon mission. Um it, we, we had the, con- one of the missionaries from the South was like, he nicknamed a nap, a waller, right? I'm going to take myself a waller. <laughs> well, and I remember my mission president, the guy that was in charge, who he's kind of an ecclesiastical leader. He goes, we don't use the term waller anymore. Uh, waller is what pigs do. They waller in the mire. Right. And, and it actually is like, it's, it's interesting to think about, like, we don't want to be pigs that just kind of sit there and swim in our own toxic thought. Yeah. Right. We, or, or, you know, we don't want to be in the pigsty. Right. Right. We have to start finding a way out. Nobody is coming to rescue you. Nobody mm-hmm. is. No, and, and truth of the matter is nobody really cares that much 
about your own, like your own, your own problems. Right. They don't care enough about it. But here's the thing. As soon as you start opening up to people and you find common ground with them, you find that common unity, what's going to happen? They're going to take an interest. Right. They're going to, they're going to be like, Hey, how are you? How's things? Man, I'm, I'm happy. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you. And they're going to do these little tiny things. You're going to start doing these little tiny things to each other. And what happens is eventually that whole saying of, no, your problems are not more than mine. Those go away because you're in this common unity. You're in this little small group of people that you care and you want to see each other succeed. And this goes back to where you were asking to ask for help. We also, as outsiders, have to be able to ask them the hard question of, because you hang out with them so much, okay, I noticed this difference. I noticed this change in your behavior. I noticed this change in you're talking or what's going on with you. Are you going to hurt yourself? Yeah. Because we as outsiders can see it more than they're willing to help as ask for help. So it may be better for you to change their tone and be like, Hey, I see this. I'm going to grab you out of it and pull you. Are you going to hurt yourself? Are you going, are, are you thinking of hurting somebody else? Are you thinking of doing this? Yeah. Don't do it. Mm. Let's get you help. Right. Was it the Jordan Peterson book on the lobsters? Where <laughs> did he ever? Did he? I think did he talk about lobsters in a bucket and how they like, or in a tank that they like, if one tries to escape, that the other lobsters will pull him down. I, I can't remember the lobster story. It was pretty it, fascinating. It really was fascinating. There's a lot, a lot to digest in the lobster story. You told me about the lobster story, and you said I have to re-listen to it because I got a good gist about it. And then now I'm powering through the book and I'm always yeah. like, I'm going to go back to the lobster side yeah. because they, they do, they, they, they're, uh, the way that they, their society is, um, mirrors our society, uh, uh, to a, to a point, to a certain extent. And his point was, which lobster do you want to be? Do you want to be the lobster that helps that, that, that's, that holds its ground mm-hmm. or the one that goes away and now your brain has to re, Generate. There's a die and regenerate. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. It's such a <laughs> brain dies. They're like the, some of the oldest, you know, living creatures on the planet too. So there's that's you know that's why they study them. And he said that. Yeah, yeah that was super interesting. They're also immortal. They oh. only die because they can't they can't shed their skin. So once they get too big, they they just die because they can't shed their skin. But if they could just continuously shed uh, shed their skin, they would survive forever. Forever. They're like jellyfish. Really? Yeah. I got stung by a jellyfish once. It's the worst thing in the world. It's terrible. Um, so just so we'll wrap up that little portion of this, um, just this, we wanted, we really wanted to hit on mental men's mental health because of the month, but we're not going to exclude our, our sisters. We, we want everybody to understand that like, while you're struggling, while you're fighting that battle, remember that, you can find solace, find help in something or someone that's really going to care for you and really going to be there for you. And who knows what it is. I implore you guys to come to an academy. I implore you guys to come to our academy, um, our little group, our little friendship group of people that we train with. We always all check in with each other. We have um, lifelines with each other. We check on each other and we, we really care about each other and we care about your health and your well-being. And that's just a small 
side of it. I tell Braxton and his friends always to find an academy, to find a jujitsu space. Um, it's helped Tyler and I, and I think that it's, it's good for you. I think that like reading books and, and finding, um, finding an avenue that will build you up is really important in your life, but you need to have people around you that, that like Braxton said, will see when you're struggling and will ask you, are you okay? Are you good? Yeah. How's everything? Yeah, not for sure. Nine, nine, eight, eight, nine, eight, eight, 24 hour, uh, suicide hotline. Nice. Call text chat. There's people that, you know, they're trained to, uh, deal with that. I just Googled it. Cause I, I feel like since we're on the topic, we might as well share the resource. Um, nine, eight, eight, uh, we'll, we'll get you to that resource, man. So, uh, that <laughs> leading, uh, up to what we have. So, um, this is a big week for Tyler and I, Yeah. um, we have our jujitsu competition coming up yeah. on the 8th of July. We will be at grappling industries. If you listen to us and you know who we are, if you know, if you've been watching us, come up and say hi to us. Um, we're going to be in a couple brackets. We're going to be out there uh, fighting with, we, we actually have a pretty good group of guys yeah. and uh, kids that are from the academy that will be there. Yeah. Um, Trip's got a monster bracket. I did see that. That I am so excited for. And it will be a good test for him to uh, put himself out there from Worlds, um, the, the whole letdown of Worlds. And now he's been, training a bunch. He's a monster. He is not fun to train with right now. He's kicking everybody's butt and it's going to be really fun to see him, see him compete. And, and Tyler and I are just in a little different Avenue of our lives, but we have those nerves, those, that energy of like, how's things going to go? Um, I'm bumping up in the weight class because I didn't have, um, anybody in my weight. Tyler is, uh, He's, he's, he's trying to get to weight right now. I'm going to get to weight 185. Watch out ladies. <laughs> 185. But I actually think I'm going to try to, um, to, to, to roll in 185 as well as 200. Yeah. Just see how I do. Cause there's only one in the 185 weight class and, and competition in itself, right? Competition of grappling in itself brings up some like terrifying it's different thoughts in your head, different. right? Cause different, you, different. you play out the matches in your head, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, we were teasing Braxton today because uh, we we go through some of his uh, wrestling highlights, you know? Yeah. The dude wrestled some of the best names in college right now. Uh, Braxton wrestled Roman Bravo Young at Junior Duels. He wrestled Dayton Fix in Fargo. Fargo, yeah. Um, we, we were we were talking about him, and he uh, he's had some, uh, some really cool competitions, but it brings up these crazy emotions right and these crazy feelings of like going back and replaying them all in your head right yeah, yeah. yeah you could have done right yeah sure. absolutely for sure. sure yeah sure and this episode will be published after the fourth of july so happy fourth to oh well yeah, yeah those those um those of us that celebrate that that holiday thank you braxton for your service since we are on that you know, <laughs> i i didn't have the i didn't have the help the ice my eyesight would never pass any of the military tests so it's not something that I could do. So in conjunction with Memorial day, the 4th of July, our independence, you know, take, take some time to, to thank those who, you know, sign on the dotted line and, and put it out there and um, let's take care of these guys. What'd you tell your mom? This was the first 4th of July. Yeah, this is the first 4th of July. I've been back in the States where I can actually like celebrate and actually celebrate the independence day and 
with family. I hope you, I hope, as Apu says in The Simpsons, uh, celebrate the birth of our country by blowing up a small portion of it. (laughs) Get some big old fireworks. Absolutely. We got, uh, uh, we got tickets to Oakley Rodeo. So we are so lucky with the, what night are you going? So we're going on Monday night. We've got the, um, we've got such a great community around us because some of the people that train with us, they work the arena. They're the guys that work the horses. They're the people that uh, run the shoots. Um, they're bull riders. There's all kinds of uh, uh, um, famous people, you know, in the, in our little society that you don't even realize are famous, right? Right. And so, yeah, we got tickets to the Oakley Rodeo, um, open mats. So we're going to have a bunch of open mats throughout right. the week. I will put the schedule out there for everybody. Um, open mat means that you are more than welcome to come train with us. If your academy is closed for the weekend and you're trying to find stuff, yeah. our academy will have open mats. We're going to have some nights and we're going to have some days. We're going to train hard. We're going to uh, see Braxton off. So he leaves next Thursday. He's back to North Carolina. And then he goes on his trip to Israel Ooh. and does, does that thing. And um, Tyler and I, we're going to get ready. We're going to. Yeah. We, we still have to run our 6K. Yes. And they got back to us, so we are able to do a virtual run. We're going to run um, probably next, not next week, because we're going to be training a little bit, trying to get our bodies ready for a competition. Mm-hmm. And then we'll compete on the 8th. We'll probably run after that. Yeah. This episode, we're recording it on the last weekend of June, so that's why we run to cover men's health. Yeah. It will be released next weekend. Um, our goals for the 6K um is to finish, finish and to uh get in the canal yeah and to uh not feel like garbage the next day the next day um our goals for a competition is both we're both planning to win we're both planning to win gold um that, that's the goal that's the goal right now is yeah. to, win, to win gold into and to showcase like our how we trained um what do you got coming up that's it <clears throat> tyler it. childress in august and other than that, uh, start training for our gunnery tables and everything again at the end of the year. So we have certifications coming up at the end of the year, uh, every six months for the section that I'm in. And then just concerts. I got another concert. I got Parker McCollum in September. Nice. And then we're starting. I have a couple of my buddies in North Carolina who are going to start going to a jiu-jitsu academy. Nice. in uh spring lake north carolina nice. very cool so yeah so maybe you'll be able to all of our north carolina fans all however many we have out there uh you'll be able to see braxton hang out with him um so just regrouping tyler and i are both available for coaching we're both available for help feel free to hit us up uh lostboyscouts.com lost boy scouts on instagram Lost Boy Scouts on TikTok. Yep. And I'm uh, compassionate underscore gentleman. We uh, will we'll, we'll help anybody. We're, we're not afraid to get dirty with you. We're not afraid to like really get grimy and, and find out what it is going to take for you to find that, find that task that will help you get through that wall, get through that barrier. Yeah. Um, and uh, Braxton, same thing. Like the dude is good, man. Um, he does a good job with his soldiers and he's young so if you're looking for somebody that's younger that's maybe like in that frame of a mind where you're at he's a young man that uh he'll help you out and we're all 
we're all here for you. Yeah. And so we appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of us. Yep. Yeah. Cheers. 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 Cheers.